Hey guys, welcome to day six of your 90-day detox from narcissism. First, I want to say congratulations on making it to day six. Today, I want to discuss the gray fog that you're probably feeling. Um, for me, looking at my journal, um, it's almost a little bit therapeutic to see that this time in 2019, I was on day six myself. And in day six, I was starting to feel stronger already. Um, I wrote in my diary um, that I was keeping myself busy with work. I felt better. Um, and that was a part of the gray fog being lifted off of me. Um, I think when we're in these these toxic narcissistic relationships, when <laughs> there's so much going on that you can't see to the other side. And when we think about gray fog, you think about it. If you imagine San Francisco fog, it's it's cloudy. You can't see. You don't know what's on the other side. And when you're in these toxic relationships, it's like a gray fog. You don't know what's going on. You know that you can kind of see what's right in front of you, but you're disoriented. You don't really understand what is going on 10 feet in front of you because you can't see it. And I think that for me, when I was in my relationship, there was so much gray fog that I think I was scared to see to the other side. I was very nervous to come up out of the fog. Um, when I left, I was a temp at a job, so I didn't know if they were going to keep me, if I was going to have um, health insurance, if the job was going to be stable enough for me to stay. I had left my my family. So it was just me out here. And I had no one. Um, I had no one that I can turn to and lean to if things went sour. Um, I knew that I needed to hide. I needed to go somewhere where I knew he wouldn't be able to find me. Um, and ironically, I didn't go too far um, because of work. So I had to still stay kind of close. Um, I didn't have a whole bunch of a savings. I, I saved up enough. I was in debt um, and I was insecure. So I had all of these things piled up on me and it, it was such a huge turn from what I used to be. Um, I was the girl who was more confident. Um, once I was in this relationship, I, I packed on more weight. So I was self-conscious about my body um, and that was something I never had to struggle with. I never had to struggle with weight. Um, and then I was in this relationship and now I'm struggling with weight. So that was new to me. I'm struggling. My skin looks terrible. I stopped, you know, caring about myself. I stopped wearing makeup. My hair, um, wasn't as thick anymore and I'm blaming it on stress. So I quit my job, you know, I quit my job and came out to where he was because he promised he was going to take care of me in the back of my head. Did I know that wasn't the truth? Yeah, I did. I knew. Um, he couldn't be trusted for anything. It was constant lies with him. So I knew in the back of my head that I could not trust his story of him taking care of me. But I also knew that I was burnt out from work. I was burnt out from my family and I, I needed a break. And then I've never been able to take a break. I've been working since I was a teenager and I've been supporting myself for that long time that it was like, I, I just wanted a break at this point. I was like, you know what? I'll find another job. Um, but I needed a break. 
Did I get the break? No. We already know how narcissists are. Um, the promises that were made to me were broken the instant that I got to the state that he was in. And he made it very clear to me that I was not going to be happy. Um, and I went into an instant depression. And I didn't understand why I was so depressed. You know, I should be happy. You know, I just quit my job. I had a little bit of a savings. And, you know, my husband is going to take care of me. That's what he promised me. He was going to take care of me. I was going to be able to figure out what I wanted to do and do that. And then <laughs> not even before we get to our new home, we're already arguing. We're arguing before I even move. You know, we have a crazy argument the day before where he's spitting on my car, having a fit in front of the hotel. And I'm in my car, stuff packed in my car, boxes already shipped off. And we're supposed to go to my parents' house the next day for a goodbye party. And I'm just like, what did I get myself into? I I just quit my job. Well, I was on hiatus for my job, so I I went on FMLA. Um, And... I get I had given up my apartment and in California it's hard to find a roommate that is not crazy um and that you mesh with so I had given that up I packed up everything I shipped off the boxes so I felt obligated to go and I knew how to calm him down I, I was like okay this is this is a fight brought on by him and his ways and what he did um so it, it's a fight brought on by him but I'm the one that's paying for it. I'm the one who's being called a bitch. I'm the one who's getting their car spit on, their car hit on, him acting crazy in front of the hotel. And all I'm thinking is, okay, well, I'm either going to sleep in my car or I'm going to have to pretend to get him to calm down. And of course, I pretend. I pretend um, and I calm down. <sighs> Thinking back to the story makes me angry. Because he decided to say that I was cheating on him, even though it was just proven that he had cheated on me. Um, Because he had saw one of my old friends, literally a friend, no one that I had ever dated, had drove past as we were unloading the U-Haul in front of my parents' house. And he thought I had called that friend to come by to see me. Now, this person I hadn't seen in forever. I was shocked to even see this person in the car. That person looked at me with a deadly stare that they did not even care about me anymore, which was hurtful. And now my husband is accusing me of sleeping with this person and having this person magically show up. Now, at the time, I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, why would I do that? Literally arguing back with him. But looking at it now, he was just flipping the story. He literally was flipping something because he had just cheated And it had just came out and it was proven that he had cheated on me. And now he's flipping it. And I didn't see it that way at the time because there was so much going on. But now that I'm able to step back and look at it, it's like you literally just try to create an argument over something that wasn't there and blame me. Um, And of course, flipping and (laughs) deflection and everything else that narcissistic people do. It's just so common, but when, you, when you're away from the situation, you get to see it. And that's the thing about the gray fog area of a relationship or when you're preparing to leave or when you're leaving. There's so much that goes on within the fog that you just don't, people don't see 
or people don't actually say people don't understand how you're taking it. You know, this person cheats on you. This person beats you. This person has not made you a better person, but you're still here. But when you're in the fall, you're just like, well, you know, I talked to him a little crazy or, you know, my friend kind of did flirt with me. So it was my fault that he flipped out or it was my fault that he cheated because I didn't cook or, you know, we're not having enough sex that he wants. So I could see why he would reach out to this other person. Oh, he's just liking people on social media. So that's completely okay. It's not in real life. Oh, he's always been flirtatious. So I understand it. Oh, he likes me natural. He likes me dressed down. He doesn't mind that I've gained weight. And there's nothing wrong with like, you know, if you're the person that you're with, it's just like, hey, babe, you don't have to get dressed up. It's cool. But if that's something that you enjoyed and that's who you were and you kind of stopped doing that because it made the other person feel self-conscious or they didn't like the way you were getting attention, that's a problem. For me in my situation, it was he didn't like the attention that I was getting. My body... I wouldn't say like I didn't have like this curvaceous body or anything like that. Um, but I had a nice figure. So obviously, pretty looking, nice figure is going to attract men. Um and I made more money than him. <laughs> so I was stacking stacking things on top of stacking. So of course, he took away everything. He made sure that I didn't wear makeup anymore. My skin and I've always struggled like with my skin and I never saw myself as like, you know, this person just had perfect skin. But looking back at my old pictures, I was like, oh my goodness, like my skin was fine. But then you you see the progression of me being with him and just how drained I looked in my skin and how my skin reacted. Um, I stopped wearing makeup. I stopped dressing up. I, you know, I literally turned into uh, tennis shoes and jeans and it would be the same thing over and over and over it wouldn't even I stopped wearing jewelry um stopped getting my hair done um stopped taking care of my hair it was ponytails all the time now um my job you know (laughs) I had goals for my job and I I wanted to constantly move up and with him it was always I'm putting my job before him and mind you I honestly never did like I never brought work home it was nothing like that but he always accused me of that and so it was always in the back of my head that you know I'm I'm tossing my money in his face and I never understood that because it wasn't like I talked about how much money I made I didn't get paid and go around and say you make chump change look at this and toss bills at him it was a hey I can pay for this um and I'm I'm not going to put anything. I'm not going to say that he wasn't there to support me because he did pay more in rent. Um and he was a gentleman. Like he would pay when we went out on dates. Um so it wasn't like he was greedy and just draining me for money, but he always made it known that I you know, I just felt better I thought that I was better than him because I made more money. And that always stuck in the back of my head and I was like I don't want to take away that that manhood feeling or emasculate him because I make more money and I felt bad for making more money and it was you know looking at it now now that I'm outside of the fog I don't want to date someone who's going to be like you make more money than me that's an issue but why if you truly love someone it doesn't matter who's making the most money um on day six I I when that fog was lifting 
I started laughing at things. I started laughing, thinking about me reaching out to the women that he was cheating with and then staying with him and telling these women, yeah, this is what he's doing, what he's going to be single now, knowing deep down in my heart, all the way down in my heart, I was not leaving that man. (laughs) I was not leaving. I was going to be upset for a little bit. I was going to make him get tested for STDs. I was going to have the passcodes to his phones and I might do a little flirting on the side to make up for it, but I'm not leaving because I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that the person that I've been engaged to for four months is already going downhill and he's already plastered the photos all over social media, making it seem like we have this perfect relationship, making sure that people understand that, you know, I'm getting this and that and all these wonderful things. And, you know, he's just taking care of me and we're going on all these trips to Disney. Like, boo, we, we didn't went to Disney like five or six times. Like, we're not going for me anymore. We're going for you. And that's something that he had stuck in his head. I don't know what that was about. But he, I, I guess it's because narcissists stick to the same thing. And so he, he had a routine of going to Disney World all the time. And that's what he would like to do. And he kept that going. It was always, it was never go anywhere else. And I was used to traveling I'm not gonna say I was like well traveled but I like to travel and see different things and he was very stuck to our vacations are to Disney and that's I mean I love Disney but you can only go so many times um (laughs) and we went multiple times um thinking more about Great Fog it's also it's I don't want to say it can be depressing but it can be scary. It can be scary to get to the other side of that gray fog and realize what you were taking and what other people saw in your relationship. Um, we all know when we're in the thick of it that everything that they do is not as bad. There's an excuse for everything that they do. Um, and there's also a story of how they're going to get better. I don't know, <laughs> but my narcissist you know, was going to counseling. And he said he was trying to be a better person. And he cried in the corner and said, you know, don't leave him like everyone else has left him. And he's going to keep doing better. And yada, yada, yada. We even went to his therapist. Um, And I don't know what he was telling the therapist before I got there. But once we got there, you know, the therapist is telling me, well, why can't you do this to make him happy? And I'm looking at the therapist like, no, this is not a normal person. But, you know, who knows what he told the therapist. He could have told the therapist that I run away at night. (laughs) You know, he's just worried. But um, it's just (sighs) you start to feel like a clown. And that, at least I did. I felt like a clown once I, once the gray fog had lifted. I I was kind of like, I can't believe I was this stupid. I didn't see it. I feel so stupid. I look stupid. I just kind of want to hide. And I just feel so embarrassed. And I remember that embarrassment feeling like, how could I not see this for five years? And it's not that I didn't see it. I think I chose not to want to see it. And as I was getting older, I kept telling myself, I need to settle down. I need to settle down. I need to have a husband by now. I need to have this. And these are things that society tells us that we should be having at a certain age. So when you're not there and someone's in your life, you're kind of just like, well, I'm going to stick this out. You know, I'm in my 30s. 
I'm approaching my 30s. I'm just going to stick this out. I'm just going to ride it out. Cool. We got to grow together, learn together, ride or die together. And in actuality, it's like, but it's not love and it's not working. Of course, all couples fight. That's going to happen. But the toxicity in a narcissistic relationship is not healthy and it will not get better. It's just going to constantly drain you. You're constantly going to be in the fog of not knowing what's going on around you or in front of you or even behind you. You only know what's right in front of you and that person is right in front of you and they're controlling what's going on. They're telling you what's true versus what's not. And we all know narcissists, they give you confusion cards. You're constantly confusing yourself and your intuition. You're constantly telling yourself, well, maybe it wasn't what I thought. Maybe I'm overreacting. And we know we're not. The feelings that we have, these intuitions, these gut feelings are gut feelings for a reason because we know something is slightly off and we can feel it and we know and we push it down and we pretend and we say, well, let me just take this or I'm just going to take this because and that's where we have to stop and that's where we have to get stronger. And when you're on, you know, your journey of healing from a narcissistic relationship, you have to do the work with yourself. You have to understand your abuse. If you don't understand your abuse, you're going to keep going back to it. You have to tell yourself, it's not okay what happened to me. It's not okay what this person did to me and grow and learn from that. I have to constantly deal with the fact that I allowed him to mentally abuse me, almost physically abuse me. Were things tossed at me? Yes. Was I knocked out? No, but abuse is still abuse. Was I belittled? Was I cursed at? You know, was I constantly told that I'm a liar when I knew I wasn't lying? You know, if someone constantly tells you something, you're going to start to believe it. You're going to start to think that you're an overreactor, that you're super jealous, that you have low self-esteem. You're going to start to believe whatever they tell you. If they constantly tell you you're ugly and no one's going to want you, You're going to start to believe that. And that's what dwells inside of you. So you have to start to understand what happened to you. Now you know what that person is. You get that they're a narcissist. You know that they're toxic. But now you need to understand your abuse. And you need to also understand that any type of abuse, verbal and physical, is not okay. And I had to struggle with understanding that just because I was not hit, doesn't mean I wasn't being abused. And I think that was hard for me. It, to this day, it's still hard for me to say I was in an abusive relationship because I wasn't hit. And I always want to tell people right away, oh, but I wasn't hit. I was in an abusive relationship. Oh, but I wasn't hit. No, I shouldn't have to say that. I was in an abusive relationship, point blank, period. It was abusive. It doesn't matter if I was hit or not. I was in an abusive relationship. And I think for me... Understanding that helped clear the fog. It helped me to see towards the end. It helped me to understand that this was a blockage. This was something that was holding me captive, holding me fearful. But I know that I can progress forward. I know that there's going to be work that I need to do on myself and within myself. But I can move forward. This person who said that I will never be nothing and no one will ever want me because of my attitude, because, you know, I just don't care um, because I'm too mean. 
and now I'm progressing forward. It takes time. You have to heal. You can't think that in two weeks you are healed from a toxic person because there's things that they do that you don't even understand that they've done to you mentally. And then once you start to understand that, the fog is lifting and more and more the fog gets lifted. And that's when you know you're you're healed. If you still can't, you know, say that person or think about that person without anger and wanting to hurt them, you're not healed. There's no way in six days you've healed from being in a narcissistic relationship. Me, I am two years out and I can honestly say that I am healed from the hatred of that person. I no longer have anger in my heart for that person. I, um, they're still blocked on everything. I don't, I don't want communication, but there's no, there's no more holding me back. I no longer, you know, feel like I have to say, oh, I'm divorced, you know, and have that, that negative connotation on it. It's like, no, I'm single. And if I, if I get into a serious relationship with someone, then I will go over my marital status. But I used to always lean to that first. Oh no, I'm divorced. I'm divorced. And it's like, why? Why do I have to say that I'm divorced? No, I'm not married. I'm, I'm not married. And then if we get to know each other a little bit more, I'll go into my, my marital status with you. But I used to, you know, that used to all also keep me attached, you know, like always having to tell someone I was divorced. I felt like a second grade downgrade, you know, I lost the race, didn't come in first, came in second. You know, I'm just like, oh, nobody wanted me. And I think that's what it was, actually. I felt like people judged me because it's like, okay, you're divorced. So no one wanted you. You weren't good enough to keep. And now I look at it as, no, I was smart enough to leave. I know my worth. Didn't know it then. Um, (laughs) But I figured it out in the relationship. I figured out that I wanted more. I didn't know if I would ever get into another relationship or if I ever wanted to get into another relationship I didn't know you know if I was going to be strong enough to actually bet the men that would come into my life or what I would just take the next thing that was available and my narcissist was the next thing that was available it wasn't like I betted that person and I was just like oh yeah you're great for me it was like no you were next that that was available and you're giving me attention so I ran with it I ran with it to make another man jealous and ended up hurting myself even more. And I had to be truthful with myself. That that was a part of the fog that was clogging my mind as well. I had to be honest with how that relationship started. My narcissist was in another relationship and he was talking to me and I thought it was like cute to try to get him to break up with another woman because in the back of my mind, I was like, well, I don't even want him. I honestly don't want to be with him. This is just a game to me. I'm practicing my flirting to see if it's me because my boyfriend isn't giving me attention. And then what happens? The narcissist swept his way in. He dumped, you know, he discarded the other woman. I feel sorry for her. And then he gets with me. And then what happens to me? The exact same story. You know, he's with me. He's constantly, I'm constantly reading messages on how, you know, he's with someone and it's not that serious. Mind you, we're engaged and living together at the time. Um, And he's constantly telling people he just got out of a relationship. 
were married and living together at the time or separated or living in separate states but were married at the time and then he's telling people you know he just got out of something and you know he's just a real chill guy stays to himself and I'm living with him and I'm just like (sighs) the lies the lies the lies the lies and I feel sorry for these these women because I remember being there and thinking like I caught this great guy but he kind of has you know someone but he's ending it and that was so sweet of him to tell me that means he's mature and it's like no do do your research that that's gonna be the the thing do your research don't be afraid to do a google check on a person a look up uh, anything because when you start asking around enough people someone's gonna know something and ask your questions and if the guy that is for you cannot answer them then he's not the person for you no longer feel like you can't speak up and say what you have on your mind because you don't want that person to think that you're you're crazy you ask too many questions no you gotta start checking for these red flags these people out here are lying okay lying (laughs) so you got to do your own research and the person that's for you won't mind answering those questions a healthy person will not mind asking questions, answering questions. And that's the only way to protect ourselves going forward. I ask a million and one questions now. I don't fall for the, you're cute, hey, hey, baby, this. I'm like, okay, well, beauty fades, uh, this fades. I don't care about that kind of stuff. Tell me more. Like, you can't keep giving me compliments and I just met you. Like, okay, thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it, but answer the question that I asked you you're not going to keep giving me compliments and thinking that I'm going to fall for it before I would fall for it um when a man is calling me baby after two days I'm not your baby um we're not there to pet names you can call me by my name we're not going down that road um (laughs) but I think if you get anything out of this video um it's that life gets better I know two years ago today, I was starting to feel better and I felt like I was getting better and not knowing that I was still going to struggle. I was only on day six. I was still going to do some struggling, but it was getting better. I was starting to feel better physically, starting to feel better. Um, And I want that for you guys as well. I want you to know that it will get better. There is only it's only going to get better i'm not going to say there's not going to be bad days you're not going to struggle with something you're not going to want to go back you're going to have those feelings you're going to have those thoughts there's going to be some bad days you know money issues self-esteem issues it's going to happen but you are so much better off than being with a narcissist okay so until the next video i will constantly still pray for everyone um Remain strong. Know that you are worth it. You deserve better and you will receive better. It's just going to take time. So work on yourself during this time and understand that going back is not an option. I'll see you guys in the next video.